he was breaking up with me. Well, I was devastated. Now, here I am, a very insecure 15-year-old who had been trying to be everything that he wanted me to be in order to keep him, trying to be one of those heroines in the Harlequin romances who held the uh, attention of this man and, and so that he would devote his entire life to her. And he was telling me I was too fat. He couldn't love me because I was too fat. The thought I remember that went through my head is, I didn't know I was fat. I had no idea. Well, that moment in time on my timeline changed me forever. Our stories are so powerful and they can be so devastating. So you're a woman beyond 50. What is standing between you and the dreams that you have in your heart? I'll tell you, it's the story that you're telling yourself. This podcast is about keeping our hearts awake and open to love because those stories are what closes your heart and keeps it locked up tightly. It takes courage every day to face those stories, about 15 minutes a day only, in fact. I'm Bernice McDonald, Courageous Happiness Coach, and that's the journey that I'm on in this life. I want you to find your heart again, to find the real you, the amazing, courageous, loving, crazy, sexy woman that you were meant to be. Yep, even after 50. You ready? Okay, come on in. Let's take those 15 minutes right now. I was 15 years old and I had been living on a steady diet of Harlequin romances. Now these were the clean kind because remember this was several decades ago and my mom and my aunt loved Harlequin romances. They would buy them. My aunt lived in Calgary not far from the town where I grew up and she would buy boxes of these books and bring them to my mom to read after she was done. And so my sister and I also had access to all of these amazing love stories. And I, being a an absolute born romantic, was enthralled with the whole idea of love. Well, when I was 15, enter Bob into my life. Oh my goodness. He was everything I wanted. He was two years older. He was a leader. He was handsome. He had presence. He was visiting our hometown and he came to our youth group. Well, as the evening progressed, I remember it was New Year's. We had a party at one of my friend's houses just down the street from where I lived. And at this party, I was passing around a tray of snacks. And here this boy looked me right in the eye, first time ever, and said, Do you come with the dish? Well, you can imagine my heart just melted, right? Here's a teenage girl. I mean, all, we're always the same. It doesn't matter what generation. 
Well, that was the beginning of the short little relationship that Bob and I had. He lived a couple of provinces away, and so we began to write letters because, you know, this was way before email or anything like that. He came and visited once, and then he came and visited again over a period of a few months. In June, six months after we had begun to, to communicate, he, we sat together in a car outside my house, and he looked at me and he said, you know, I've been trying to figure out what it is I really like about you. You have really pretty hair. I like it. It's, it's very nice. But you know what? You'd be uh, really pretty if you lost 10 pounds. From there, he continued to talk and came finally to what he was really trying to say, and that was he felt our time together had ended. He was breaking up with me. Well, I was devastated. Now, here I am, a very insecure 15-year-old who had been trying to be everything that he wanted me to be in order to keep him, trying to be one of those heroines in the Harlequin romances who held the uh, attention of this man and, and so that he would devote his entire life to her. And he was telling me I was too fat. He couldn't love me because I was too fat. The thought I remember that went through my head is, I didn't know I was fat. I had no idea. Well, that moment in time on my timeline changed me forever. Our stories are so powerful and they can be so devastating. You only have probably two or three stories, two or three incidents that happened in your life when you were younger that led you to believe something that was not true about yourself, something that was imperfect. And that belief planted itself in your heart. And you came to, to a conclusion. We're talking today about the story, I am not enough, and so I won't be loved that was so true for me, and this was a key incident that started that story. This was the origin. How do we do this? How do we face the things in our life that have absolutely devastated us and actually interfere with us being who we are and begin to make us want to be somebody else so that we'll be accepted? What do we do with that? The three power pillars, ladies, here's the first one, and that's purpose. Always the purpose for these podcasts, always the purpose in my heart towards you is to give you courage. I want to show you how to have the courage to face your stories. I want to show you how to get past this. I did this. Actually, this story to show you how powerful it was it led to an eating disorder. I have struggled and I say still have struggled because even at my age at 64, image is a terrible problem for me. From the time I was 15, it led me into anorexia to 
eh, not a really deep extent, but it was there. And then into bulimia. Bulimia stayed with me for most of my timeline in this world. I wasn't able to look at myself in the mirror. I hated my body. I refused to wear bathing suits. I would over-exercise. I would throw up. So the purpose that we want to have is to find our courage to face our timeline. Remember, you are a heart. And I want you to see yourself as that. You are walking on a pathway. You make the decisions about how you see life. But things happen to you on that pathway, and we call that the broken road. Every road in this life is broken. Bombs go off. And this incident with the Bob story was a bomb for me because it absolutely devastated my life. You have other things that happen, like boulders dropping on you, like, you know, Wally Coyote and the Roadrunner. Always a boulder was falling on that poor coyote. Things happen that knock you out for a while and send you on a spin. People throw rocks at you in so many different ways by trying to disparage you, by trying to ruin your reputation or shape you into being who they want you to be. All of those things happen to us. It happens to us all. The broken road is filled with moments in time, but they are only moments. And that's what you have to remember. Those moments, that time period with Bob, that chapter in my life, was just a chapter. I had to come to the conclusion that it was a story. It was something that happened to me in my life, and I had to make a decision. How was I going to handle it? Now, at the time, my decision to handle it, and remember, you have to keep this so simple. It always boils down to two things in life, how you see yourself and how you see others. So when the Bob story happened and he said, you'd be really pretty if you lost 10 pounds, I can't be with you because you're just too fat. That was my interpretation, that last part. However, my conclusion from my story was that I am not enough. What it meant to me was that it made my heart shrink like the Grinch. You know, we just came through Chris Christmas. I love the Grinch. His heart grew two sizes, three sizes bigger, but it had had to shrink at some point in his life. Your heart shrinks. You prick your finger on the spindle in the Sleeping Beauty story. The pain puts your heart to sleep and you become somebody that you are not. That's what happens to us. We tell ourselves a story and we say, if I don't act like this, if I don't lose this weight, if I don't get prettier, I am not ever going to be loved. And so we do our best to squeeze ourselves into somebody else's mold. How I see myself is that I'm powerless. I am not enough. How I see others in that case is I make a decision to see them as more powerful than me. They have the ultimate word in who I am. In this case, I handed Bob the power to tell me that whether or not I was pretty. I didn't have anybody at that time in my life to counteract that. My parents tried. When they saw what was happening to me, when they heard that, they pushed it away as if, oh, that's so silly. 
You are pretty. You're not fat. You know those things, but something had happened to me, and I began to see that if I was ever going to be popular, if I was ever going to be like one of those girls in the Harlequin romances, I was going to have to be thin. Thin is beautiful. No fat, no wobbly bits, no sagging skin. That's beauty. So wrong. Okay, let's flip the page. Let's take our magic wand and flip that story over and look on the other side of it. Because the other side of it is totally different. This is the other way we can believe. We can believe that I am enough. We can say, I am actually pretty amazing. How do we find the courage to do that? We look at it as the incident as a moment in time because though we walk a path moments are what we live through every day and right here right now in 2020 right at the end of 2020 when i'm recording this podcast right here in this moment in time i am enough and you know what the present is all that matters Right here, right now, I am enough. And you know why? You know what gives me courage? It's because I look at all I have been through. I look back on the incident, the Bob story. I look ahead through all the things I walked through, the bulimia, the hatred for myself, the learning I did as I began to understand what was happening to me and what the, the source was at the bottom of that. I started to see how all of you know, the story I was telling myself had affected my marriage and my relationship and my relationship with everyone else and how I latched on to people who thought that I was wonderful and yet that's a shaky latching because people change and that, that wasn't a secure thing you know what is secure you know what is really true and never can be taken away from you it's the character that's inside of you it's the things in you, the beauty that develops in your strength as you face life and as you learn to handle it, even if it's not perfect, there are things about you that grow and develop and show themselves to the world in ways that is unique to you that nobody else has and nobody can take away from you. That's your treasure chest. We talked about that in the last podcast, the treasure chest that comes from going through everything you've gone through. That's what matters. And at the end of your life, when you come to the end of your pathway and you go on to the next world, it's that that you're going to take with you. It's your character. It's your honesty. It's your compassion. It's your love. It's your love for the truth. It's your wisdom. It's your ability, your skills. All of those things develop things in you that become a treasure chest. And if you want to have the courage to live your life 
keep pulling things out of your treasure chest and focus there. How you see yourself and how you see others. Begin to see others as people walking beside you on your path. Did Bob really intend to absolutely wipe me out for life? No, he had no idea. In that one moment when he said that to me in that short time that he lived on my timeline, did he know what he was doing to me? Did he understand what his words would do to me for the rest of my life? No, he did not. And that's how you let that person go. He was walking his own path. For some reason, he had it in his mind and probably culturally, probably the time of life it was and how men were seen, how women were seen. I don't know what it was that made him think that he needed to tell me that, but there was something. That part is really not my business. That part of it is really not the thing I need to focus on. Why did he do this to me? The thing that I need to focus on is my response to that. How am I handling that? And that's exactly where I got my courage. I began to see the people that had affected me in my life, who threw boulders at me and rocks at me, who caused the bombs to go off on my pathway. They were walking their own path and they were just throwing those things at me from their own need. And no matter how skewed it was, that's what they felt they needed to do. And I was the person who received that. But the beauty of all of this is you have a choice about how you perceive it. Do you see yourself as powerless or do you see yourself as powerful, able to make your own choices and see through your own eyes and handle your own heart? Do you see others as the enemies who are a threat to you and who will withdraw their love from you if you don't behave the way you want them to, including men, right? We're talking about love here. We're talking about having the courage to open your heart up again to men and to all forms of love. Love, the love of life. But do you see people, others on their paths having the ability to wipe you out? And so you have to conform to how they want you to be? Or do you see them as people having their own hearts? walking on their own path, making their own decisions, separating yourself out from them is really the way, the key to have the courage because you are a heart walking on your own path with your own purpose in this life. All that we've talked about is the second power pillar, the truth. The truth is it's how you see yourself and how you see others. The truth is you can flip the story over from I am not enough and I'll never be loved to I am more than enough. I have so much in my heart to give. I have so much in my treasure chest that I have learned that I can stand strong in. That's the truth. 
And that takes us to the hope-filled action. And here's what I want you to do today. I want you to keep it simple for one thing. And so I want you to draw, just take a blank piece of paper and I want you to draw a path. I don't care how you do it. You need to see this and get this planted in your mind. Draw a path and draw you a stick figure on that path. On one end is the day you were born. On the other end is the end that it goes off into who knows when. But you are walking on that path and I want you to see yourself. There's nobody else there with you. It's just you making the decisions about what you think about yourself and about how you see others. Just you. Now, I want you to see, I want you to pick one moment in time out. A bomb that went off that absolutely devastated you. A boulder that fell on you, that flattened you for a while. Or rocks coming at you from somebody on your pathway. And I want you to focus on one thing that happened to you that you know changed your life. Something somebody said somebody abandoning you, friends laughing at you, teachers belittling you, you know that there's a point, there's an incident that happened that developed, that changed your story about your life. And you've been living, living in the shadow of that story ever since. And it has come down on your path like a brick wall preventing you from going forward. I want you to figure out what that moment in time was. And then I want you to see the treasure chest. I want you to draw that treasure chest right beside you because your broken road has given your heart treasures that you cannot absolutely believe. That's why you believe your story. Because you stay in your pain, your heart asleep. I want your heart to wake up and I want you to open your eyes and I want you to see your beauty. I want you to see the treasures. I want you to see how strong you really are. And you need to write there beside with your treasure chest lid open and it can be as crude as possible because this is just a drawing for you, for your brain to see. I want you to see that treasure chest open and in there I want you to write the things that you know you have grown into because of all of the things that you have been through in your life. Your strength, your wisdom, your compassion for the hearts of others, your tenderness, your humility. Because so much of what happens in our life makes us realize how small we are. That can, doesn't have to lead to feeling powerless. That can lead to that sense of being humble, of releasing life and the outcome of it, and just knowing that all we have is this moment to behave as we decide we need to behave. So this is your hope-filled action. And remember, this is hope. It's an action filled with hope. Draw your timeline. See yourself as that stick, stick figure on that line and sit with that for a few minutes. Let your heart get really quiet. Draw a heart on that 
stick figure if you have to because that's the core of who you are and so incredibly important. And then pinpoint, draw an X back further on your line of some kind of incident that you know happened and you know the truth is that affected you. But then go to the present, to the person, that stick figure right there and draw that treasure. Open that treasure box and write down the things that you know you are stronger now because of what you went through back then. Okay? As always, I would love to hear from you. Write me at Bernice at opentolove.com and tell me what's in your treasure box. Tell me your thoughts. How did this work for you? And also, one more thing will you do for me? Will you please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to? Share this with other women if you know that this is going to help them. If We are becoming courageous. We are a group of women who will not sit down and let our hearts be closed for the rest of our lives. We are going to live with our hearts wide open because we got a lot of loving to do yet and a lot of loving to do yet. Okay, I'll see you in the next podcast.